Hello everyone, welcome to episode, you know what, this isn't a regular episode, this is a very special episode, because we're taking you back to the year 2003, where the world was blue, everything was wet, and people were wearing skin tight leather, because this is a very special episode, this is an underworld retrospective, (laughs) and joining me today is my two very special co-hosts, we have, I'm here, (laughs) And it's me. I'm back like a vampire. You cannot kill me. That's I, I I don't know. There were many vampires that died in Listen, this Listen, with semantics, all right? Like, don't worry about that. Yeah, the semantics of them being just fucking vampires. <laughs> Joining me today, I have Jugular Jonathan and Lazarus Liz. <laughs> our, our very special guest, Liz, today, she actually pitched this idea, returning for the first time since Replacements 2. We're very glad to have her back and very glad that she gave us this idea because we're talking about Underworld today in this very special episode on the eve of the 17th anniversary of the first film. 17 years since this movie came out. Wow. Wow. I I, I can only just do the Owen Wilson. Wow. 17 years this movie has lived rent free in my head. (laughs) Lazarus Liz, I'm using that as my wrestling name as well. I would like for you to know that, and I'm not giving you any royalties. So yeah, I was 16 years old when this movie came out. And this was, I'm talking peak, like, trip pants, fishnet wearing goth kid in the Tuscaloosa heat, all right? And Tampa. This movie, like, revolutionized gothing for us. (laughs) Goth for a new age. <laughs> Granted, like, what was it with the early 2000s and just blue-hued vampire movies and leather anyway? The Matrix. Blade. Blade 2. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Underworld is just a Matrix with monsters. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It just seems like there, the late 90s, early 2000s was this insular bubble of cool it was the darkest times it was the edgiest of times everyone's a bloodsucker and everyone's extreme extreme leather brother (laughs) and and every movie only had one color in the entire film no there was black and gray and gray yeah you're not giving it enough credit you know, and it wasn't just blue gray there was like legit gray in there Well, well, well black and gray are neutrals Oh, I'm so sorry, Mr. Art Degree. I forgot. Oh, uh, yes, I'm being. Uh, this is pedantic Pat talking <laughs> pedantic to you today. Pat. So, yeah, we're going to be talking Pat. about Underworld today and just seeing, like, what sort of weird buttfuckery this movie gave us. Because while Liz and I, we're revisiting this movie, I think, Jonathan, this is your first time watching the movie? Yeah, this it was one of those things you always see the commercials on, you always see it on TV on some, like, TNT AMC bullshit. Jonathan, I have to ask, what was it like seeing the famous floor shooting scene in person for the first time? <laughs> seeing it in context. You know, it's just as badass in the movie as it was in the trailer. Yeah. Y'all remember that time that Mythbusters oh. tried to recreate that on TV? Oh, yeah. Yeah. God. Y'all remember Mythbusters. That shit was great. A moment of silence for Mythbusters. From fucking Gran Imahara. Rest, may he rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rewa- I don't think I've seen that movie, Underworld that is, in about 10 years. And it holds up in the sense that it does not hold up. In the sense that I knew in the bottom of my dark little Edgar Allan soul when it came out that this is not a good movie. 
And I loved it. I so I loved it. Like I unapologetically loved Reign of Fire, which was a dog shit movie. Hey, Reign of Fire is low key one of the best Disney movies, and it's the only good dragon movie. Also, fun fact about Rain of Fire is that Matthew McConaughey and Christian Bale beat the shit out of each other for real in that movie. Yes, I remember reading that. But like watching it tonight, and I, I feel like there were times where I cringed into myself to become this black hole of a person. And it holds up in the sense it's one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies. And I am excited to delve into the mythos of this of this movie. And and then the anime. There's an anime. The, there, there is. I mean, okay, yeah. The, the movie gets pretty anime at a certain point, but there is an officially licensed blood. I almost said Bloodborne. Uh, I'm a little there tonight, ladies and gentlemen. But no, uh, there is a, there is an underworld anime um, that came out much later after that than what you would think. But man, this movie, like, I don't know about y'all, but I had a good ass time oh yeah it was a oh, lot of fun oh i did too especially it, watching jonathan react in real time to this stuff <laughs> like you know you like you get bits and pieces like waking memories of this stuff coming back to you and you just look over at jonathan and you're like oh yeah you saw that yeah where are they keeping all those magazines jonathan <laughs> clearly you can see oh trust me i got notes <laughs> on where they keep their gun magazines because I just thought it was great that, you know, the whole war between the vampires and the werewolves just kicks off with just, like, an open-air gunfight in a subway. You know it's going to be lit when you see an 18-foot-tall, like, lichen just get, n- like, Naruto ninja starred in the middle of a subway. And the New Yorkers, for the most part, are just pretty, or wherever they are. It, yeah, London? that's the thing about this movie, just that half the people are British or trying to be British. All the the signs are in Latin, and it's like... I don't know where this movie is happening. I, know, I feel like they just found the ugliest parts of every city and filmed it because they all live in warehouses in the one mansion or, with or, nice cars. Or, the, or they just live in this world where the sun exploded and it's just perpetual night. So no one knows where they are anyway. So Britain, <laughs> essentially, like any any part of Europe. God, it's some good shit. Also, like another good bit at the beginning is when the vampires and the the werewolves are psyching each other. There's that one werewolf. He's like morphing into his wolf form. He's like all stretching out and bone breaking. And the one vampire's like trying to like flex on him, but like he just his teeth get slightly longer. <laughs> like, yeah, what do you think about this wolf man? <laughs> I have gets, dental insurance, so I guess it can't be Britain. So right? he just gets fucking like his asshole torn open through his mouth. <laughs> when goatsy goes too far. <laughs> That opening scene in the movie when she's just Batmaning it in the rain with her with her trench coat for no reason, just flapping in the wind. And her high heel boots. Like I knew, and when she leaps down, like nonchalantly, just strolling, like nobody saw this woman just leap from you know, the the tallest building in this trash town, <laughs> trash topia, wherever they live. And she's I was, and she was like, Oh, I'm a death dealer. And sixteen year old me is like, did oh did I just hit puberty again? <laughs> For the third time this week. What I what I would love is that she, like all of her bones, her legs just like low key broke, and she was just walking it off. Like, oh, that's a Wolverine thing. Like, yeah, because like X twenty three mentions that she's like, yeah, it's not that I don't. You know, I, she jumped off a building in Mar- Marapur. Don't come at me, comic book fans. I don't remember what it was. Madripoor. She jumps off a building. 
and she's with Gambit. And she's like, what he doesn't know is that my my ankles just instantly shattered and I healed them. So I hope he doesn't try to jump. And I was like, was that what Kate just did? Sorry, Celine. 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 Yeah. I feel like we don't get her name until like 20 minutes into the movie. Granted, we don't get a lot of information until about 30 minutes in the movie because there were multiple points. And I was paying pretty good attention, but I was like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, yeah. It was after they had captured the human, and she's dragging him through the sewer. And he he uh, thinks that, you know, somehow his magical shirt healed her magical vampire wound or whatever, you know. And he's he's like, Jonathan looks at me and he goes, what the fuck is going on? I'm, Jonathan, I don't know. I've seen this movie 800 times. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I mean, I figure, like, plot is just a side like a distraction. Like nobody than, comes for the plot. Yeah, it's like porn. I mean, <laughs> it's like we came for the edge. We came from we the came. edge, and we came from for shooting holes in floors. Yeah, what? What the hell is with vampires and guns? Too. It's like you think these hoity-toity. I'm going to preface this by saying you're going to throughout this podcast. I think you're going to pick up that I am not a giant fan of vampires. I completely missed that part of like my goth teen years. I went full werewolf the whole way. <laughs> Which explains a lot about me. And so, like, yeah. Spoiler alert. The end of the movie, got, I was, like, in the theater. Yeah! Fuck you, vampires, werewolves, are the good guy. <laughs> you know what? Which, that, that, that was actually kind of a swerve. Because I was, like, not to, like, jump ahead to the end. But I was, like, you know, this. I don't think this movie's self-aware enough to pull the the slavery metaphor and it's like, oh shit! They actually went with it. Yeah, but the whole thing that uh, you know, I guess we're just kind of bit bopping around here that the vampires, you know, this clandestine group of privileged ivory white people, exerted their power and strength and influence over a deferential race. Yeah, they try and they they try their best to make that race look like the savages. And I was like, this movie was accidentally very woke for 2003 it's 2003 woke <laughs> yeah which is i was like, okay come through okay now, now what i was gonna say is that even though the vampires have guns going back to that i'd be i would i was kind of hoping that instead of just using bullets they just pulled their fangs out loaded into the <laughs> magazine and shot that and the, and the fangs just grow right back the werewolves to shoot tiny wooden stakes at them too like the werewolves also have guns but they're like literally just little stakes and don't be like oh well it could have been a bow and arrow no it has to be a gun this is 2000 okay how many times do i have to stress this to you it had to be a gun or what if they did what if you just like you see them caught their fists and they just shoot their fingernails like bullets no you mean like well we won't get into the sword hand yet <laughs> the arm sword arm sword but yeah, I, you know, I kind of wanted them to be fucking Megazords, but that's just me. Either way, like the va- the va- the werewolves. the werewolves and vampires, Megazords. Let's go. I mean, that's kind of what they were going for in a sort of a way. They're like, oh, the only one who can stop this war is a slightly more blue vampire at the end. I do. Oh my. Okay, jumping towards the end again. The first, I was so hyped. You know, like in the middle of the movie. Oh man, we're gonna see the hybrid. A half vampire, half werewolf. Oh, it's going to look cool, you know? And then you just get Nightcrawler from the X-Men. Yeah, but like Dollar Tree Nightcrawler? <laughs> yeah, like this dude. No tail, no like weird symbols on his body, no homoerotic tension with Wolverine. <laughs> no, you just get 
Dollar Tree Nightcrawler, who was carried through the boss fight by Celine. Yeah. And got enough XP to learn how to hand-to-hand combat, you know, at the very end there. <laughs> yeah, he, like, all his were- like, I just love how his wearable senses just kick in. At, like, like when he falls out of a building, he just, like, learns to land on his feet like a dog normally does, I guess. And then Yeah, don't you like, know? He's got, I got kung fu skills. Meanwhile, this geezer just super band punches me in the fucking mud puddle. You didn't know that wolves are known for landing on their feet, Jonathan? <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, they, there you go. I learned something. You know, they today. also have nine lives, is what I'm told. Oh, oh okay. Because all wolves are descended from Fenrir, and Fenrir comes from Viking mythology, and Viking mythology has a lot of uh, connection with the number nine, so they have nine lives. All right. I'm a little too drunk to get into that. <laughs> also, didn't Freya have, like, a sled of cats? She had two cats that pulled her sled, yes. But when Odin created the world, he created two wolves, freaking Jerry. So, dogs came first. Welcome to the Viking cast, everybody. <laughs> it's always the Viking cast when I'm on it, Patrick. Uh, the Viking cast uh, is coming soon. <laughs> All right. Give us an excuse. Gonna swerve back to whatever the fuck happens in this movie. <laughs> so, like, I, I do think it's cool how we get, like, the action hogging opening where there's, like, a lot of incoherent gunfights and teeth and fangs and claws. And then we were kind of put into what is known with vampires, which is, like, a lot of just pen and paper bureaucratic like backbiting bullshit yeah like i mean it's just basically like office politics that is the most like boring fucking white shit i've ever heard well she even calls him a bureaucrat she's like he's a bureaucrat not a warrior like me and the guy has the nerve to to call himself craven we literally have craven the hunter in our (laughs) basement wall over here like my vampire name would just be like maurice or something And, and, and like the first like Like, the first few minutes after the gunfight, everyone is just so goddamn extra. I'm just, I can't handle this. She's just like, there's something going on here. And then he's like, what? There's nothing going on here. I look like a discount Scott Stapp. With arms wide open. (laughs) There's not one ounce of skullduggery going on in my coven. Not at all. No ruffians. And and on top of that, they're just like dropping like mumbo jumbo that we have no context for. This is like the awakening of the Malachi will come in a couple days while the Lycans get ready for the eternal blood feud. Well, which is weird because they keep saying like, oh, blah, 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 it's going to happen in two or three days, but we never see the sunrise one. For all we know, this all ha- takes place in a single night. I, I mean, honestly, I think it's just like a post-apocalypse. Like, it's, it's sort of like they just blotted out the sun like in the Matrix and they and they're just like, <laughs> it's just perpetual night. Yes. Which, I mean, this movie is basically Matrix, but supernatural. And, and they traded the color blue for substance. <laughs> Hot take from Jugular Jonathan. Take the underworld is more substantive than the Matrix. No, I was actually saying the opposite. Yeah. But it can it can be reversed as well, uh, or maybe for the later Matrixes. We're not going to talk about that. That was the first movie I ever walked out of. The, what? Which the ma- third Matrix. The third Matrix. Because <laughs> that one's objectively poopy, poo poo, butt, butt, butt juice. 
Wait, very very well spoken, very well put, Jonathan. Yeah, because uh, there's 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 weird awkward sex in one of the matrices, and there's weird awkward sex in the next Underworld movie. Oh yeah, oh who could forget that classic scene of cliffhanger sex? Wait, no spoilers. Jonathan hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> wait, does like the movie end on just like no? Fucking- literally, they're fucking on a cliff, like hanging off. <laughs> Like you just, what? You just have to wait. There, there's, there's some just really wait. weird sex in Underworld you, you too. You want to know like how this movie was like dipping its toes into the water of like how weird and just eccentric and over the top can we make these like slow motion? Don't know how to use doorknobs, vampires. Well, they go full throttle with it in the next couple. It's just like her arc throughout the entire movie: how to use fucking doors. She, she has to. I just, she's 600 years old and she doesn't know how to open the door. She she kicks open every She does time. open one she, at the it, end. Yeah. She, it's character development. Character development. Yeah. The character arc is complete. The end. Selena, <laughs> learn how to open a door. I don't know if I just <laughs> blanked out in the middle of the movie and just went somewhere else and came back at the end, but like the whole family like victor killed her mom but then his own daughter and like it was really convoluted it had no right to be and was she i was like what is the connection with her and him he just killed her family for no reason i think what the what the bit was it celine kate beckinsale is is has this connection with victor one of the leading vampires who's played by the uh very hammy bill nye (laughs) Is that she was told that a random lichen slaughtered her family. Right. And then Swerve, at the end, it's revealed that the the guy, the, the Grampy Vampy. Grampy Vampy. That sired uh, Kate Beckinsale into a vampire. He's the one that, that actually killed her family because he got tired of just sucking cows so he's just like just drink people and he's like oh fuck there was one left um let me just spin this wall yarn and just like make her one of my vampire followers yeah and i i I wasn't really sure was it because he she looked like his dead daughter or and then how did she get those memories was because because he was her sire i don't know i'm thinking way too hard about leather clad vampire yeah because vampires apparently instead of just talking they just think really hard and when they squeeze their blood in the vampire mouth and that just transfers their memory. Oh, yeah, but but they have to think real long and hard. I don't get it. I, I guess because they're so emo and they're so dejected they can't speak. So they just let the blood do the talking well, for that's them. such a vampire thing. It's like, yeah, we're 800 years old and haven't learned that corsets aren't comfortable. So let's just sit here and, and think of the edgiest way to express ourselves instead of making bands like normal teens do. Like human teens are better at expressing themselves on Twitter than vampires are after 800 years of being alive. Okay. All, all the blood is just cut <laughs> off from their brain because the corset just like mashes it down yeah. to their feet. It's like, come on. You're better than this. We've learned that yoga pants exist. You can kill people, be sort of stylish, and comfortable at the same time. Fashionable and functional. Fashionable and functional. You know, what about, what about, what about the, uh, the leggings that look like leather, Kate Beckinsale? Come on. Come on. But, but that was the distant past of 2003. You're right. I forgot this was ancient times. The <laughs> before, dark days. Before the dark times. Before the empire. Also... Just total side tangent. Why is this bitch fucking hair gross? That is something like watching the movie that was lost on me as a teenager, but watching as an adult, I'm like, why 
is everyone always wet? Why does nobody wash their hair? <laughs> she is uncomfortably good looking, except the fact that her hair looks like you could fry bacon with it the entire movie. <laughs> she, she, just yeah. ste- she just stepped out of it because it's constantly raining in maybe uh, uh, England. And like she's just, con- I'm surprised no one didn't get like the flu for six weeks because everybody's just wet. Yeah. The whole movie. She's so- her hair soaking wet after she's been inside for question mark amount of time sitting at the, at the computer tip tapping away. Enhance, enhance, enhance. And, and her hair is just sopping wet. And I'm uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to look at this. Pull your hair back. It's bothering me. <laughs> it's like if I don't wash my hair for like a day and a half. That's what it looks. It's like, like really stringy. <laughs> I'm, d- I'm, I'm just d- like, girl. It does trigger me back to the. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess they did. Maybe it's mildew. They did <laughs> encompass the uh, the goth culture back then because I had several people in our friend group who uh, also seemed to follow the vampire routine of hair washing rules. <laughs> uh, and they they smelled kind of funny. And by funny, I mean like garbage. The unwashed <laughs> masses of the of the vampire. It's okay though because they it, they also had leather. <laughs> I, I guess, sort of, like, everyone's just being extra and petty, and I'm usually here for that shit, but, like, nah, th- this is just kind of, like, cringy, especially old homeboy, Scott Stapp, Craven, Mr. Jawface. It, it, it's just, like, it's a very, it's a very, like, high and stuffy, like, extra. It, it kind of feels like an upstairs, downstairs, down Abbey. Like, everybody's, yeah. like, really snippy and backbiting, but it's just, like, just really pompous. But but through the filter of a 13-year-old boy. Now, compare it to, like, Interview with the Vampire, though, which I, I cannot watch. I can't get through. Like I said, was never an Anne Rice kid, which make if you saw pictures of me at 16, you wouldn't believe me when I said that. No, never an Anne Rice kid. I read the books, could not for the life of me, care about them at all. And so I had this friend, the part of the friend group, that only wanted to watch that kind of vampire movie, where they literally are wearing, like, the high-collared, you know, foofy-doofy, yeah, wants wants to fuck his mom vampire. I don't think I've forgotten that, Anne Rice. (laughs) But she just read a little bit of Freud and misinterpreted it. That's all. The excuse was, after so many years, is that really his mom? And I'm just like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Your memory starts to turn after 600 years. Yeah. Uh, nope. That that, and I guess, you know, because every cell in your body is replaced by every seven years. So, <laughs> so like, his whole, so, his whole brain has been replaced several, several times yeah. over by now. So, I mean, are we all the same person? Where I was going with that was I can't. That is kind of the same level of, like, cringy, pompous to me, except... I can't go back and watch those movies. You could not put a gun to my head and say, watch this movie, Liz. I said, no, you're going to have to fucking shoot me. But Underworld, I would watch again, probably. <laughs> I was going to go somewhere with that. But, uh, do I really want to watch it more than one more time? Probably not. Well, probably not anytime soon. No, I, 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 I get it, another it, 10 years before I need to watch it again. Yeah, like I, I could go like I, I could go my entire life and not see this movie again. You don't get to say that about Underworld. I was there when the sacred texts were written. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry to tell you, Liz, but I'm an atheist. <laughs> but it's it's okay. No, no one can read what they wrote because it was written in almost black. It was written in blood. It, it's dark blue ink on pitch black paper. 
<laughs> you just have to read the indentations on the page behind it. I give that a lot of shit, but there's something kind of neat, I guess, that they picked a single color palette for this movie. And they did this a lot, especially back then. It was like a trend, I'm sure. People more savvy in films and the working of the films could tell me more about this. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> but it like like they they picked this blue color palette and made the entire movie around it. That's I mean, that's kind of cool, you know. Credit where credits due. Instead of just putting a yellow filter on everything, like Breaking Bad or like uh, Roderick Rodriguez, whenever he makes a movie in Mexico, just it's just yellow. Yellow filter. Or the Matrix, because it's like green. Or, yeah, the Matrix or, was just or, all green and or black. Or the Saw movies, they were pretty green. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were green. They were pretty gang green. Gang green. <laughs> it's another franchise I just couldn't get into. No, I couldn't either. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how Chris Rock repeats it. Okay, now that I'm going to watch. I that That's morbid curiosity for me. And, and then watch, you'll be our fucking movie of the year. I can only hope. This is probably going to age badly, but <laughs> I, I'm t- I'm laying my cards down yeah, now. Call it now. He, he's shooting a shot real early. We don't even know if it's going to come out next year. <laughs> it's automatically movie of the year, even if it comes out in 2022. Thanks, COVID. And just another weird thing of just like how hard history has hit us is like Michael Sheen is like the leader of the, of the werewolves in this movie. Goddamn, that was a big trip to me because he looks completely different. Yeah. Because he, he's an angel in Good Omens, and ironically enough, a vampire in Twilight. He just, oh, yeah, he was. I never watched Twilight. Well, we watched that last I, year. I remember hearing you guys watching Twilight. <laughs> God, those I'll men. never forget that quote. <laughs> I don't care what kind of mythical beast you are, Jacob. It's snowing. Put on a shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing. Fucking Bella, fucking okay boomers Edward at one point. And it's like... <laughs> Can I, I kind of feel like Twilight and, and Underworld kind of have a similar issue. Is that if anybody in this movie would just fuck, <laughs> they're probably a lot less angst. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. Vampires and werewolves clearly just need to solve all of their tension by, by interbreeding. Clearly, though. Like, yeah. it's super... They're, like, the horniest of the races. I mean, they are. Like, I mean, all they have to do is just hate fuck each other. I mean, it's all, <laughs> all over. sexual energy. Like, just, so it's like, goddamn, fuck already. Do werewolves what? go in heat? Like... <laughs> No, they have their mating season. Liz. Yeah, like, 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 oh. but I don't know. There aren't any girl werewolves, are they? That's another thing. Okay, let me get out the feminist box. Okay, it mm. tell us why aren't there any lady lichens in the underworlds? There are. They're just not prominent because there. There's a theory. Well, in the in the later underworlds, you'll see a lot more of them. But there is a theory, and this is not my theory, like full disclaimer. But it's a game theory. It's a game theory <laughs> <laughs> that there, mo- when you see a lot of, I guess, lady monsters, they're typically portrayed as something more feminine, like like even Medusa, and and they're they're portrayed as sleek and feminine, especially early. Like we didn't start seeing like brutal female characters really predominantly until later. Like Xena was one of the first I. First times I ever saw a woman just brutalizing people on television, you know, and and um, so female monsters typically took on the forms of it. There's clear ten million female vampires, you know, because they wear tight black dresses and oh, darling, let me suck your blood. But to portray a female is a stereotypical like snarling 
hulking, frothing at the mouse, like bestial werewolf. And I know a lot of you are getting hot right now, like mm-hmm. you should. <laughs> Back then, especially. You better get your prostates ready, boys. <laughs> Back then, especially, was was just not a thing. I mean, I'm sure th- there are instances of it, but it just wasn't as common. Especially not in any sort of mainstream popular culture. Because, yeah. like, usually you would see, like, you know, like, a lady demon. You see the contrast. Like, all the monsters and demons are all, like, these giant, hulking, like, snarling dudes. And then when there's, like, a lady version of it, it just looked like a normal girl. It's with, a like, green chick. Yeah. It had, like, <laughs> fangs or, like, or slightly smaller fangs. And, like, oh, yeah. Just, like, a pastel color of the dudes. I mean, even in, like, Disney movies, if there's a female wolf or a horse or something, they're sleeker and smaller, more petite. That's just how they... Because people think feminine. They think small and innocent and helpless sometimes. I mean, not clearly female vampires are not helpless, but they are portrayed more feminine. And so uh, the theory is that a female werewolf goes against everybody's, well, every close-minded person's idea of femininity. So they didn't portray them that often. Think about it. Like, you don't, like, it's it's uncomfortable, I guess, for them to think about this woman just turning into a monster, like an actual monster. Yeah, you yeah. can't, you can't like, fuck that monster. Yeah. I mean, it, you could if you're real brave. Yeah, if, if you're not a coward, you know, shout out to all the monster fuckers out there. Yeah. Okay, side tangent real quick. What was the monster that made you question your sexuality? Oh, you know the answer to this. It's Goliath and Demona from Disney's Gargoyles. <laughs> that was legitimately the moment I was like, oh. I might be by. <laughs> I might be a monster fucker. Uh, come back to me, because I'm going to need to think on this. Actually, yeah, I might have to think about mine, too. Oh, I'm kind of embarrassed. I knew mine just like right off the top of my head. No, no, like, <laughs> we, we appreciate the candor here. Yeah, not to get the, the you know, sorry for the, I guess, feminist tangent. No, please. But that we, was we, the... like to, we had like to go down, the, you know, a serious path in the middle of just, like, misshapen fuckery of an episode. <laughs> yeah. We need more feminist tangents for all. Feminist tangents for all. That being said, I was always a big fan of werewolves. Granted, you know, I I wanted to be one. I didn't want to be a nasty, gross underworld one. I wanted to just turn into a wolf, okay? I was, full disclosure, I was definitely the wolf girl. And like, you know how everybody's like shitting on horse girls? Well, I was the weird wolf and dragon girl. Oh, yeah. God help me. I was 13 and you're, you're the dragon. And there were just dragon stuff everywhere in the mall. Every t-shirt, every Rue 21 t-shirt had dragons all over them. No wonder I got bullied. Like, thinking back on it, I'll see a picture of myself. I'm like, well, I kind of had that coming. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like bullying is just natural selection. (laughs) I I mean, they're like, 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 I get it. Like, bullying is like really bad and we, we shouldn't do it. But there are some people that full grown adults, that I'm like, yo, you didn't get bullied enough, and I want to shove your head in a fucking toilet. <laughs> ben Shapiro. Please don't cancel. It's like, well, obviously, dude. his ass wasn't beaten up as a kid. It needs to be rectified today. <laughs> Let's rectify that right now. Female werewolves. A symbol? <laughs> Let's go, lesbian werewolves. Wouldn't it make more sense for women to be werewolves? Like, where a lot of us are affected by the phases of the moon. You know, we're all the spooky bitches. Like, well, there you go. We, we, yeah, we, we had to wait to Ginger Snaps for that. God, I love that movie, too. Like, that needs to be... Like, oh, and they, they made her the gross monster in that oh, movie, yeah. too. Like, that werewolf was gross. Well, we, oh. we, we, we need more gross werewolves like the werewolves and dog soldiers. 
That movie fucked me up. That's I'm not going to lie. That is a good movie. That movie, I thought I was the only person in the world who had seen this movie because I was way too young to be renting this movie. Found it at Blockbusters. You know, snuck it out. I was like, they'll never know. Watched it. It horrified and delighted me because it was so gory. Oh, it was. It was just disgusting. Thank God for the sci-fi channel, right? And, well, like I said, I found it at Blockbusters. So I aged myself. But, um, yeah, and, and then I find out there's this, like, whole subsection of people like, I fucking love that movie. I'm like, oh, you've seen it, too? <laughs> y'all, I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought you were meaning y'all meant small soldiers. Oh, the, the, <laughs> the little, the little like, action it. figure movie? Yeah, and I'm like, oh. what the fuck does this have to do? And I was like, oh, never mind. It's a different movie. Wrong. We'll have to show you Dog Soldiers. It's, it's a If you haven't seen movie. Dog Soldiers, that'll be a Halloween movie. That's, that's a Halloween movie. Yeah, Put a pen in that it's one. It's real gross. But yeah, so I was, when, when I was 16 and unironically loved the movie, like I said, even though I knew it was bad, I loved it. Hey, the, you own it. That werewolf, you know, shift at the end always got to me. I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, they were the good guys. So I really enjoyed, clearly I really enjoyed the second one. Yeah. Saw that one in theaters too. <laughs> On purpose. Paid money for it and everything. No, like, I, I know some people like, or quick to say Underworld 2 is weaker to the first one but like i think the monster effects in two are really dope especially with oh like that one bad guy with like the bat wing spider legs yeah that's I'm, dope as shit man speaking of effects why did they feel the need to constantly were they trying to flex their cgi skills with the constant like in innard like when he's turning into a werewolf and they like they go inside of him so you can see his ribs shifting like just slightly <laughs> shifting yeah just and, and he doesn't even turn in the cop car but that's okay because they turn on quote-unquote heavy metal music when it's clearly industrial <laughs> hey, thanks netflix you didn't get your fucking God. subgenre right to you fucking <laughs> cowards it, it, it looks like the i think fucking it's casual is, is like subtitling <laughs> fucking I, I think it's supposed to be his esophagus but it clearly looks like his sphincter you know they're like they're like traveling down like let's let's go where no camera's gone before and show you what a werewolf stomach looks like when no, he's shifting what, what what y'all don't realize is that that was actually his gut they just put an endoscope in his mouth <laughs> that was his actual prostate <laughs> <laughs> live footage of scott speedman's uh, prostate exam was put into the film and then roll they, time they do it twice more they do it with the with the vampire elders being awoken you know they, they're like <laughs> they show the heart start to beating and i swear to god i've seen better heart drawings of like a 14 year old's edge notebook well and, and the thing <laughs> is it's like a lot of times the cgi shots in old movies they you know they don't hang on it too long because it looks like butt but, like, they'll hold on this scene for, like, I swear to God, like, 30 seconds of just this <laughs> sh- shitty CGI heart beating. Which, which I loved your observation in the movie that the blood w- re-waking the vampire Bill Nye is, like, the NOS going through the tubes and passing the period. That's, yes. That's, yes, and that should segue us into our movie pitch. Uh Fast and the Furious, where the Fang and the Furious, the Fang and the Furious. Oh wait, what, what crossover between Furious? Uh, the Tim. um the, the the Toretto gang and the Vampire gang had to unite against a drag racing vampire named Wait for it, Nosferatu. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us for this nonsensical episode. (laughs) Have you been sitting on that one for a few weeks, (laughs) Pat? A little bit. (laughs) 
I was waiting for the right moment. <laughs> Nosferatu. You better put a trademark on that. <laughs> I mean, he already put like all the TMs on it. Please don't steal original idea. Yeah, it's it, it, it's it's just like those old like caricatures you get at like the at like the flea market of like. The, the scrunched up like monster with like the big tiny car with that the big like gear shift with just eyeballs bugging out. That's what he looks like. <laughs> like the rat things. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get over Nosferatu. Like I need to. I need a minute after that one. <laughs> what if this is what happens when they go to space? <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. Yes, Fast and Furious is going to face space confirmed. But I swear to God, there was a space vampire movie. Oh yeah. There was! Somebody get the Google. What was that called? We are about to find this out on air. Also, another fun thing to Google, all these like these um, these furry monsters, <clears throat> while one of y'all was looking up Space Vampire, look up a, a 1980s comic called Fang and Claw. Okay. There, there's a movie from 1985 called Life Force, which looks like Star Trek psychic energy vampires. And it's on HBO Max, so if you have that, give that a shot. I don't know if it's good. I mean, even a bad <laughs> horror movie is still good in the right frame of mind. Well, unless it's boring. That's never fun. I mean, yeah, we, we found out the Bad Bats, despite a buckwall premise, is just boring as hell. <laughs> That's the most disappointing thing, I think. When you come with, to me with like a bat shit, no pun intended, like premise, and then can't even make it fun. Like, like it's a space octopus fighting a remote control, like, lobster vampire. I don't know. And it's still, I'm just, like, falling asleep in the movie. Or, like, drug-addicted psychic dolphins. Yeah, that's from Johnny Demonic. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it. They have. Yeah, so. go, go back go back and check out our most recent episode, the, the best of Keanu Reeves, where you get, you get to hear all about a drug-addicted telepathic cyborg dolphin. All right, well, I feel like I missed out on something by not watching that with you. Oh, don't feel bad. I did, too. Good God. Well, we, we give you the full rundown of that episode. Yeah, so full segue with that. You can't watch stuff like that and then shit on me for liking Underworld World. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody here is, is dog is dog shitting on the Underworld because, like, I was waiting to, to do this because I, I was wanting to revisit it just personally because... Yeah. Because I... I've kind of gotten to a kick where I just want to revisit all the goofy ass like early two thousand action movies, like Underworld, Resident Evil, Blood Rain. There's all these yeah. dumbass goofy. Oh, and one Blood movie Rain. I literally haven't oh thought about God. in years: Van Helsing. Also, I, oh man! Know, also, yeah. with Kate Beckinsale. No, I, I did see the the fucking uh, parody of that called Stan Helsing. Oh God. <laughs> It's bad. Especially in times like this, you crave nostalgia. Like, you crave that feeling that, that you know, you got when we when you first saw these movies. And it, I, I get it. I think, I don't know, like, my, my overall statement for the movie is, oh, it's bad. It's tough. It is fun to watch, though. Especially going into it as an adult. If you've never seen it, please go see it. I mean, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. If you've never seen it, it's ball. It's butt crazy. It's cringy. It's awful. Bad CGI. Bad, bad. Oh, terrible fang prosthetics. Like, how did we forget that? Oh, oh yeah. And, and, and they're all like trying to fake uh, some sort of British accent. But because of the fang, the like dumbass fangs in their mouths, they sound like they got in speech impediment. Yeah, they all have the bumps or something. And they can't close their mouths all the way. So they're just kind of always like, she's trying to do like the sexy lit part thing, but she can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no so, offense, you're beautiful, Kate Beckinsale. Please yes, never change. Obviously, they, they just didn't wash have, your fucking hair. <laughs> obviously, they, they didn't have a proper fang smith on set for everybody to do their the, the vampire teeth. Well, no, in the later movies, they legit just turned them into vampires. That's yeah. why it got better because they're real vampires now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're very method. Just like Charlize Theron <laughs> cut off her arm for Mad Max. Well, yeah, they grew back though. I mean, she's rich. I don't know anything's possible if you got money. She's a fucking lizard. <laughs> it just re- she, she's just like Dr. Connor. She just... Or Piccolo. She just, Surprise! Regeneration plant. She just socked the dude. <laughs> Speaking of, arm sword. <laughs> yeah, like fucking what... Michael what's Sheen a- has, a, has a sword arm. Like he just like pops a sword out of his jacket sleeve. It's It's a... Yeah, that's. I mean, everybody in the two thousands and nineties had one of those. Yeah, you yeah. Know, like even Bill Bill Nye, just like at the end, where he just like pops out two random more knives. I feel like it was great that we got to see another iteration of Wheel Feet versus Sword Arm in this movie. Yeah, I, I mean, it Blade Arm is superior, supremely inferior to the Wheel Feet. I mean, because what happens to the guy with a Blade Arm? He fucking dies. He loser. It's wheel feet. <laughs> That'll <'Cause>, show you. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, he, he could just like get away from from the sword arm. Oh, I did. I did find some fun facts for, about the movie. The director Lynn Wiseman said he wanted the movie to feel like a living, breathing graphic novel. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think he kind of succeeded in that. Yeah, I'd, I'd um, give him that. That apparently there there could have been an AU where we, we could have saw Underworld with a completely different leading woman outside of Kate Beckinsale. We could have had Halle Berry as oh, Selena, or or we could have had Mila Jovovich as Selena. No, God, just stay with your own franchise. Like I don't, no, no. I know people. I'm gonna get a lot of hate for this. I have never, never. I like her. She's a great person. Never liked her as an actress. Mila, that is just, just. <laughs> No. Yeah. I I, I, I locally always wish there would have been a crossover between Resident Evil and Underworld because it's, it's it's just like it's the same be, energy. Yeah, it's, like, it's just gonna be two like scrawny brunette chicks staring at each other with guns. <laughs> like I'm I'm here for it. Though. Although there there was a little bit of a crossover. Apparently, Mila Jovovich sang a song for the Underworld soundtrack. All deep, right. This is deep lore now. We're getting into the deep mythos now. Uh, and apparently, <laughs> um, the, the creators of the movie pitched a crossover with the Blade movies to Marvel Studios. Uh, I mean, that has the same energy, it's too. It's the same energy. It's the same thing. But Marvel's just like, um, I think we're going to do our own thing with Blade. Thank you. Well, Marvel, that was your... Your mistake with the Blade movie. You, you could have had it all. <laughs> you could have had it. You flew too close to the sun, Marvel. Also, the, the hey, could have you could have been a contender. Also, the, the biggest like surprise about I found about the movie that the entire budget of the under of the first Underworld movie is equal to the highway chase scene in the Matrix Reloaded. Good God! Like, like that one scene in the second Matrix movie is equivalent to an entire blockbuster movie. Well, again, you can tell by the $20 CGI scene. <laughs> yeah. And the fangs they clearly bought at Spencer's. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, I, God. I, I, Spencer wasn't. Spencer may not have been a sponsor, but Bacardi Ramshire was. Oh, Bacardi! Oh, yeah, because it has a bat on it. Nah. And then you know, wearing the fucking skin tight leather that has gills so the farts can escape. What I want from Underworld in the future 
is a what we do in the shadow style documentary, but with the <laughs> underworld character. I, I want to see the what to do in the shadow vampires. They just have like such and cup dark guns. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's one of those movies that you know is bad, but it's like it's like eating a donut. Like you know, you shouldn't probably eat seventeen of them because there's a sugar rush, but you're gonna do it. You know, so I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to watch all these movies, and I'm going to continue to love these movies and just get belligerently drunk while watching. <laughs> However, one thing we came to a consensus on while watching this movie is vampires, I don't know if you know this, have three buttholes. We got the first butthole. It's what you know buttholes for. It's not original. It's the OG. The OG but the second... Original Gooch. <laughs> but the second butthole is for fucking handgun ammunition because they literally start pulling it out of somewhere and I'm not convinced it's not the second butthole. But then you're like, Jonathan, how can there be two buttholes yet a, a, a third butthole? And I was like, well, once a fucking vampire reaches mega wizard master level 60, they get the sword butthole. Where they can store fucking swords in, but this time it's in their armpit. Yeah, because the Bill Nye, uh, ancient leader, wiser vampire, he just has like a an old ass sword he just chops people up with, and which I thought leads to just a great, just like the crescendo of the movie, which really gives you like a, a peek into the mindset of making it. Because at the end of the movie, Kate Beckinsale is just like, son's like, my vampire father is fighting my chemistry, this boyfriend. And they're just like, <laughs> just, just dog punching each other in the, the mud puddle. And then like, he uh, disarms his greatsword and just slapping each other around. And then she like, pulls straight up some anime shit, just like some swing. And like, she jumps up the air, holds her sword out, and Bill Nye snarls and reavers and, and displeasure. And then his head just like, slides off. Y'all, we screamed. You forgot the best part where she slowly lifts up the sword so he can see his blood on it. Yeah, because they don't. Because it's like in fucking Looney Tunes when Wiley Coyote doesn't look down, he's not going to fall. His head's not going to slide off his body at an angle. Yeah, that was the most anime esque ending to a non anime fight scene I've think i've ever it, seen it was foreshadowing for the actual underworld anime good when did that come out 2011 oh my god they were still making underworld shit in 2011 no because because the last one was 2006 and then there's a big gap they made the underworld anime 2011 to precursor the the recontinuation of the series in 2012 which is underworld awakening i don't think i ever saw that one wow. oh, i guess we're just gonna take that journey together yeah, so um, or I did, and I blocked that out of my memory, which I've ended up doing. I, I was watching some movie, I can't even remember what it was, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I've seen this." <laughs> it's like, oh, it's all coming back. Oh to me no, now. I've seen this. It's like, did I disassociate in this in this picture here? Yeah, there there was a lot of shit I saw like late like late high school, early college that I just don't remember. It, it is that weird period of the early 2010s where like everything that was coming out was forgettable. Yes. Oh man, I there there was a gap like right after I graduated high school up until yeah, like I left for I left college, I left Tampa, I left everything. Where I just I remember we saw movies all the time because that's what we there was nothing else to do, and I don't remember shit from any of them. I'm like, yeah, I remember paying money to see that, and I don't I couldn't tell you what happened to that movie. I can tell you what the movie poster looked like. 
I paid money to go see Aragon, speaking of bad dragon movies. I Oh, I'm honey, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm lucky I saw that in school, so I'd have to pay a dime. <laughs> God, I, I, Wait, some teacher subjected you to that? Yeah. They're she, supposed to take care of you. <laughs> no, she's probably just like, listen, I had a night last night. Y'all watching whatever I pulled out of the DVD closet yeah, <laughs> on a yeah. TV that I rolled upstairs. Jeez. I mean, hell, we watched... Uh, what, what, God damn, what was it? League Extraordinary Gentlemen in class one day. Oh my god. See, we always watch Space Jam like 47 times in a yes. year. <laughs> Space Jam was like, we watched that on like a bus trip from god, 6th grade. God, or my fucking senior AP government teacher, she was like out all the time. So we would just watch these movies that would pertain to government. And among those were Inception. What? <laughs> the source code. If y'all remember that. What? It's a movie with Jake Gyllenhaal on a train and he has to stop a bomb. But spoiler alert, he's just a torso the entire movie. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day with guns on a train with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. And the twist is he's just a torso. It, do- it doesn't it, make much more sense in context. Yeah, it, it's a shit movie. Okay. And, and then like... Oh, and, and then like the first like three seasons of The West Wing, which I mean that that it, that does have a lot to do. We with watched it. Independence Day, yo, and that was that in government. Lit. And then we watched, oh god, what was it? Armageddon. Yeah, the oh, one with like the apocalypse movie yeah. with Bruce Willis. Oh, you know, we watched those. Those are the only two I remember watching, and I was like, what? <laughs> what is this supposed to foreshadow? <laughs> and, and then there was like that. Not only was like the late nineties, early two thousands was that weird time of a particular type of cool, but like all the movies that came out around that time just sucked ass. See, Lord of the Rings came out like that. That was the only. There was those. Fuck. Get ready to clutch your nerd pearls. I didn't care for those movies, and that might have had something to do with the fact that I absolutely undyingly loved The Hobbit, the book. Oh, yeah. I made a giant, like, clay smog for my sixth grade AP class and stuff, but I was dragged to that first Lord of the Rings movie, I think, six times by the same group of girls that just wanted to scream about Legolas, and I can't watch them anymore. It would be my hell if you put me in a room and you were like, we're going to watch Lord of the Rings. I would leave. You can't make me stay. <laughs> See, I would. You would just lure me into a room if you were just going to track me there. If you're just going to play the fucking Lord of the Rings. That's how. That's the common consensus of like most of the people that I know. Yeah. That's how that you know that people were like, "What's the one thing you would tweet so people know that you're kidnapped?" And I'd be like, "I can't wait to watch Lord of the Rings again. Come find me." Yeah, my tweet <laughs> would be, "Oh boy, I can't wait to drink this whiskey." <laughs> I can confirm. Uh, we all can confirm <laughs> yeah, that. That night. Yeah. <laughs> don't get Pat Jack Daniels. Just don't give him any whiskey. He's going to end up right back in your face. Somewhere Mel is just cackling maniacally. <laughs> and somewhere there, there's a bar with broken shot glasses that I didn't pay for. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot. Okay, I must not have been there for that one. <laughs> We're not. We're going to get arrested. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, remember, people. Vampires have three buttholes, one for poop, one for handgun ammo, and one for swords. My name is Jonathan, and that was my TED Talk. Jonathan is actually a vampirologist. A vampirologist. A vampirologist. In a, speci- in a specificity of anatomy. All right, so we need to f- circle back. Now, y'all have had plenty of time to think about 
the monster that awakened the horny within you. Come on now, I put my laundry out there. This is an important question for all you readers out there, because you've all got one. What was it for you? Was it, was it, are you young bloods? You're all thinking of Monster Masume. I know what you're thinking of. Monster Masume. (laughs) You can't, you can't hide from me. All right, well, Pat's looking his up. Come on, Jonathan. Oh, they're both looking theirs up. This is an important, this is an important thing. Because I know there's something out there, I just can't remember. Uh... I don't know. Wait, hold on. I don't know if he's a monster. Is it? What was the? I don't even know what game he's from. The bull, the bull guy, Iron Bull. Iron Bull, like from Dragon Age. Maybe. Oh wow, you 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 had your awakening late. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to think. Like I don't know. Big barely big dude. It's like I remember we saw that cosplayer at Magic City Con of him and. <laughs> okay. We did a lot of things at Magic City Con, and I don't know if I'm going to remember all of them. No, I remember this one because we were went, we went to the rave, and I was like, "God damn, <laughs> God damn, God that 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 was a that surreal was, experience." That, we, we could go on a whole show just talking about our recap of that weekend at, at a. At our, that we probably last shouldn't. Year. No. <laughs> Yeah, th- that'll be our Patreon episode. Pay us, and we'll tell you pay. about that. This weekend. is an OnlyFans episode. <laughs> yeah, fo- follow. No, we're me. not that cool. <laughs> yeah, follow me on OnlyFans at John Lost His Shame, and I'll tell you about that weekend. <laughs> it's okay. So I don't know. There's another one that everybody. Well, of course, I mean, Lola Bunny's not exactly a monster. No, like, like no, that's, and your, that's, furry, that's thing- your furry awakening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and everyone had yeah. that. Also, everyone. I'm just gonna say. Your anime girls with cat ears are not furries. No, they're not. That's that's that, at that's, best. That, that's almost, just cat girls. That's yeah. baby bullshit. That's a cat girl. Like you want you want full on like weird hanky leg shit going on. Yeah, like, I, I I want a, a motherfucker that's got two knees, one in the front, one in the back. <laughs> Penis better be barbed or don't come at me at all. <laughs> Mother, don't listen to this podcast. Goddamn, too long, monster crush. Well, because because like like you said, it's there's not a lot of like. M- or at least for me, anyway. There's not a lot of monster ladies. Well, Jonathan, what about this monster lady? <laughs> oh my god. Yes, I would fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know, I looked up a picture of Bigfoot with giant sagging tits. Fucking <laughs> orangutan. <laughs> but look, she's, she's even wearing blush for you. God. Those are more like our ring of yams. <laughs> She has two sweet potatoes hanging on. Quick, Alexa, how to seduce a Bigfoot? Can we also segue into talking about how popular like monster girls and guys have gotten? And I'm here for it. We stand monster fucking in this house, okay? Oh yeah, but, like, yeah 100%. like you wouldn't believe how many people in my timeline are like low key and high key horny for monsters. They are horny on main for monsters now, and I'm just like, I'm. That's the thing I'm most proud of the Gen Zers for. I'm like, don't be ashamed. Let it go if you want to fuck a snowman. Like who knows. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to fuck a snowman? And it's just like a Yeti with his ass poking out looking back curiously. <laughs> and he's got his butt cheeks spread. Oh, like, no, we, we would have found cryptids by now because the clap of their ass cheeks would have alerted all of us to their existence. It's just like, it, it, I'm just imagining, okay, what if, it, what if there's a new ghost hunting show, but it's for cryptids and they're all just like dudes horny for monsters? Yeah, you can't Google Mothman without seeing some shit. Let me oh, put yeah. it that way. Mothman. Oh, God. I don't know. 
I'm, I mean, I'm hell, sorry. have you seen I, that? I'm a little under the influence right I now. I mean, have, have you seen go. that one picture, or that one statue of Mothman <laughs> with like the pecs and the six pack abs <laughs> and the ass? No. In Point Pleasant. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen the Mothman statue. I just didn't. Oh, yep. Yeah, he's Jack. I forgot. <laughs> Fucking himbo Mothman. Himbo. <laughs> I would stand a himbo Mothman. What would the sound a Mothman make? For some reason, I just think it's. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. What was Simpai? What's wrong, Uwu? <laughs> I know where you sleep. It's like, oh, Mothman, juicy squirt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck you! Turn it off now. Okay, we done. Right. Okay, we're Pat, you can't. Podcast is over. Pat, you're canceled. <laughs> you okay. You're just canceled. Cut all oh. the shit in your edit, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we uh, I think we. Um... Oh, oh my god! God, we just a disaster tonight. I think we've come as far as we can go. Yeah. Okay, my guys. mic fell. It's late. And we're all feeling it tonight, so I think that's a good time as any to to wrap this bitch up. Closing thoughts: Go watch Underworld. <laughs> yeah, don't I, watch I know it. we didn't talk about it much, but it's fun. It's not. I mean, we were trying to dig for substance in something that has very little of it. No, go watch Underworld. Go go take a nostalgia trip if you've seen it. Go subject yourself to it if you haven't. And uh, let us know if you want us to continue the Underworld retrospective because I'm just reckless and suggestible enough. To start another concurrent deep dive movie series. And I absolutely yeah. do not apologize for suggesting this one. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. This was no, super th- th- this fun. No, this was a, a blast. Well, thank you guys for having me again. Oh, well, we'd love to have you. I'm sorry it's been so long. And now that we know how to uh, have you on and, and keep and keep the, the doggies, please, we may be able to have you on in the near future. So thank you for coming on, Liz. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, and any RSS feed catchers. We're there. Please be so kind as to, to leave a review, leave a like, subscribe, share it with your friends. That really does uh, help us out, keeps the show going, keeps the show alive. I mean, we be here whether you be talking about it or not, but it helps us put us out there in front of more people. That really, we really do appreciate that. You can follow us on Instagram. And Twitter, AYCH Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and Letterboxd at All You Can Hear. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash All You Can Hear. And all our VODs live in perpetuity on YouTube, which is also at All You Can Hear. And lastly, you can follow me, Patrick, on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. You can follow me on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. And now, Jonathan and Liz, they will give you your plugs. Uh, my name is Jonathan. You can follow me on Twitter at J-O-N-I-I-B-O-I-24. And John Odinson Letterbox. John Odinson 12 on Letterbox. I'm sorry, guys. I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> my name is Liz, and you can follow my art account on Instagram at Fantastabad. That's Fantasty and Bad, all one word. Or Facebook at I Had an Artsident. Thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves. We'll be talking to you very, very soon. Have a good night, everybody. Bye, sluts. Bye.